Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. Uh, yo, what's up? Oh, Jesus Christ, that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great intro. It's like, yeah. yo, what's up, fam? <laughs> yo, what's up, my homies? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Not Too Crazy Podcast and Not What Topic Podcast, but welcome to Too Crazy for What Topic special episode. <laughs> Baby! And this can only be possible by bringing together two amazing people that I both do a podcast with. Too Crazy with Julieta here and Owen with What Topic Podcast. And it had to come together at some point for a spooky occurrence, but we're a bit late for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's just kind of like a little ghost waiting for that time, like... Oh, when are they going to come? Like, I want to help. Yeah, scared. I know. We're, like, we're like, five days late. What the fuck? <laughs> well, better <laughs> late than it. never. We're better late than never. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of like a uh, like a serial killer like, just hiding behind the curtains. Like, come on. Like, I'm on a time here. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, look at Scream's face. Like, oh, what the fuck are they taking so long for? <laughs> or they're going like, come, come on. I need, I need to pee. Like, come on. <laughs> it's like, I, I want to do this. Five days later. That's it. Come on, I want to do stabby, 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 stabby. But yeah, um, we're making a podcast and uh, we're kind of cheating a little bit with this, as you can imagine, because this is re-released on both podcast streams. But you know what? We thought, you know, it's the best of both worlds. You know, we want to talk about horror stuff. We want to talk about mythical legends and whatever we can muster in in this episode. But uh, this isn't going to be the last. We're going to definitely do the fusion of the two episodes in the future. You know, if you can do it with food, you can do it with podcasts because those are my two favorite things. You know, <laughs> what can I say? You know, bada bam, bada bam. Yeah. Or just bada-bum, do what bada-bum. you two guys did in the last episode of your show is just bring oh booze into the equation. So. <laughs> That's, That's what it, I like yeah. the most. <laughs> Oh my god! The fact that we got down that whole sambuca bottle, and like we can actually like Crazy. soberly, soberly talk about how like we're not surprisingly cringed by it. Well, I was definitely cringed when I was watching it back. <laughs> oh yeah, I was. Cr- don't get me wrong, I was cringe watching it back, but like, um, it's I can't erase it from my memory for good reason because it was just too yeah. good well you can't it because it's been recorded so it's too crazy yeah. to be to be deleted <laughs> oh it is definitely we're just coming up with those names constantly just go yeah too crazy for this too crazy for that wow yeah. well, I mean yeah I mean I was even I was just like watching I'm like wow damn like you're clearly like like the, the, the past from like you know keeping information in in the box like that just exploded that's <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gonna know everything. It's like... <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in some uh, some interesting context today. We are actually recording this on effectively Guy Fawkes Day. You know, bonfire night. Uh, most people have done their fireworks and had their bonfire night last night because obviously Saturday, kids go back to school mm-hmm. on Monday after half term. It's you know it is the way it is, but it doesn't change the fact it is the fifth of November today, five days after Halloween, and we you have a, a legend that died on this day because of something he did in the Parliament in the UK. He lit. He was, well, he was trying to light 
some gunpowder and he got foiled. Yeah. So it's still, you know, it's not it's not Halloween, but it's still like at least on some sort of day well, of celebration. Well, let me put it this way. If Christmas can start whatever the fuck it wants, we're going to keep Halloween going on. Whenever yeah. We do. yeah, that's it. That is so true. We're all in agreement here. Like I went food shopping earlier and I literally saw Christmas stuff. Asda, they had the absolute damn right rudeness to start playing Buble Christmas. No, thank you. Have you seen the meme that he he gets really frustrated about? Is the there's a meme where it looks like he's coming out of a cave, and it's like at the, the time that Mookie, Michael Bublé is finally summoned to come out of his cave. <laughs> it's like, yeah, come on, Michael, come on, Christmas time. But <laughs> shaking balls. But apparently, oh, it's been like his album, his Christmas album, has been number one in Australia for like so many consecutive years. So it's kind of like. Oh. <laughs> What's what the do you do with the albums? <laughs> I mean, I guess Michael Bublé is Australia, Moro Kerry is the UK, or, you know, um, Shaking, was it Shaking Stevens or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, Not I mean, as, as soon as I hear Moro Kerry, you're just like, oh, Jesus, God knows. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, it, I think I know it's Christmas when I hear, when I hear, um, uh, what's it called? Um, something aid what's it called uh the song ah the, the the charity song what's it called do they know it's christmas is that is that the, is that the charity song oh i know I the remember. the only one i know is like is bam like band-aid yeah that's it. Um, then... oh my god i've got i've got my own twist <laughs> oh no song. don't worry don't worry i'm not even trying to uh, uh you know Try, try to like, yeah, yeah. yeah no, nobody wants to hear my it's, version it's, of Baladon. No, no, no one does. Maybe no, 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 you, you brought Maybe it up, I... so you need to say it, so. Oh, no. No, you really don't hey, want all I, can, all I can say, this episode has been rated for explicit language, so go for it. You've got the floor. Well, this is related to loads of people, in fact, because I feel like everyone buys useless shit during Christmas, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Everyone, so I come up with my own twist of the song. I don't know if I can remember it like exactly how it went, but pretty much, are you ready for this? Judge is gonna be like, fucking hell, not again. Um, okay, so it goes, Last Christmas, I went to see them. Oh my god, a lot of shit I'll never use again. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'll just stop you know here. You know what? I would listen. I would rather listen to that than just listening to all the other Christmas songs any day. So do you know? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I actually, I think I completely had erased that from my memory, and I've forgotten did that you? that was what you were about to sing. Oh, did you actually? Yeah. Oh, I think I forgot was... about it because I think I think that was quite quickly forgotten about, wasn't it? Well, I did not forget about it. I mean, I'm not saying you didn't. You know, in your consciousness, <laughs> you know, you don't, you never forget what you created. True, true. But yeah, that. That's anyway, it, so enough about much. Christmas. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about fuck Christmas, and then we're talking about Christmas. Like, hang on, what hey, the fuck I are you doing? Hey, 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 we can say we can, we can use it in the context that we say what's spooky is that people start Christmas too early. Ooh, that fuck. is really spooky. <laughs> I know it, some fuck people. The Christmas trees. I know people that have Christmas trees now. Like they've put oh, their no. Christmas trees yeah. up now. What, what the, the only thing the that I think is acceptable, and and this is like very finely acceptable, I think is that Christmas trees, the big ones that they have to build and put in places, the big ones, but you could yeah. do that still at like the last but one week in November. Not yet. Yeah. So 
Because I think they, those ones end up, end up staying in places like train stations until at least January 5th or something like that, don't they? Because mm-hmm. they can't really move them because they're so big. So yeah. it's one of yeah. those things, isn't it? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah but anyways, let's get to... Well, that's a lot of fireworks going off there. Yeah, that... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna close. I was gonna close my window, but I was just like, yeah, amb- ambiance, like, like, yeah. We-, we can't pull this off, guys, and say this was on the October thirty first because, uh, yeah, no one sets off fireworks on Halloween unless it's like a ooh, ooh. spooky fireworks. Spooky fireworks. It just goes off and goes. No drinking has happened during this episode. <laughs> You sure about that? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's just yeah. water, okay? That's water. I trust you. I trust you. No one can drink water without wincing. Yeah, sure. Water. No, no, no one should be drinking water when they wince straight after it. That's how you know that it's not water. <laughs> I don't. Do you see people like they, when they go to festivals and they manage to sneak in vodka and they're just there with their like really crappy piece uh, plastic bottle with just like a water bottle and um, they're just there going like. Oh, I've, <laughs> I've, yeah, I've I've seen very inventive ways how people can sneak in like um, like alcohol when there's much mm. supposed to. So I've done that once uh, from Poland oh. to UK on the airport on the <gasps> airport. But it was it was like a couple of years ago because now you can't actually take fluids with you. I think that was probably part of the reasons why. Yeah. But a couple of years back, uh, we've done that. So right. I was I was underage, by the way. So. <gasps> <laughs> I got a second. Nine nine nine. Hello. I need to report. I need to report a crime. <laughs> it's nothing more spooky than somebody a, being naughty. It's in the past. It's in the past. Excuse you me. Know. Sorry, officer. I've got some bad a, a bad thing to tell you. <laughs> How long ago was, was it? That, that, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Lock her up now. Lock her up now. Over. <laughs> It's a sting operation. I'm already on the phone. Too late. Too late. You fucking knock. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So, speaking of spooky things... Yeah. um, Owen's been on his, of course, traditional Halloween run of all the movies going around. And uh, you wanted to talk about The Exorcist, the new one, right? Yeah, the new Exorcist film, The Exorcist Believer. So, this is the... Uh, fourth, fifth one out of the series. Um, obviously, it originated back in 1973, uh, which obviously is the 50th anniversary of the film. Uh, still one of the best for me for one of the best horror films out there. Um, it is probably I, one of the more one of the more traditional movies for like you know horror. Like you've got nothing, you've got nothing that really like kind of like cements it more than the fact that like it's like a very sort of like ritual. Um, like folklorey kind of like philosophy. Well, it's not. It's not really a folklore. It's like it's just. It's probably the the best uh, in terms of demon possession movies that I've seen. Yeah, I, I mean I, the whole like, word itself tells you everything, doesn't it? I mean, what I love love about it, it's very grounded. Like you don't really get to see anything the possession like any past like the 30, 45 minute mark. It's creating mm. all these characters and all everything around it, and it's just. Um, 
it's it's building up to it like you know how you know maybe the demon got you know summoned and it's just like you know little bits and pieces that you see there and then obviously um you know see reagan slowly being possessed and her moods changing over time and it and then you see everyone surrounding her like her mother for example just being deteriorated like she's trying to find every reasonable thing that could be the reason that it, the, the way that she is until she goes like I can't believe I'm you know having to go to a priest for an exorcism mm. and it's yeah. it's that kind of horror that is kind of just you know it's quite frightening because it's, it's not only like seeing a demon possessing somebody's like an innocent child but it's like mm. imagine like your younger sibling or your even your own child just going like completely a personality flip like yeah. going from like this really innocent child to like this uh, using a crucifix to masturbate with it's mm. just like it's beyond Blimey, yeah. like horrific and yeah. um, it's, it's 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 funny actually because like when the, the more the more i've like consumed different you know different types of like horror like horror. you know like when you think about it, like you got like um bram stoker's dracula you think about it, like when you become when somebody becomes a vampire they they slowly deteriorate away from their own self and same with like you know in zombie films like the more they get closer to turn into the zombie the more they become less themselves so like yeah. all those parallels are right like all kind of linked into stuff like this like where they've gone from being this average normal person to basically literally crawling the walls and acting like the most craziest possessed Crazy. thing yeah, I mean, the, with the zombie thing, it's like the whole themes that has been very prevalent to like a lot of things, especially since uh, you know George A. Romero's uh, Night of the Living Dead back in nineteen sixty-seven, I think. Yeah, it's the whole thing about you know what what is worse, like the you know the the, the humans or the zombies, like the humans, like you know get to, you know get to prey because when there's a whole zombie invasion, that people would do anything to survive and if that like, means killing somebody else to get some food to survive then yeah yeah that's it ba basic instinct from like the stone age kind of kicks in and it's survival that's, mode that's yeah it. yeah um, so there's a lot so obviously then there was like the, the the exorcist 2 um which was like made four years after i think and that mm. was a big load of but it was so boring. It's just um, mm. I, I haven't seen the Exorcist three, which I have. I've been, I've been hearing that it's it's actually quite decent. It's not, it's not too bad. Um, I did watch the Exorcist beginning, the Exorcist beginning, um, which is like a prequel before the Exorcist, and that was a load of shit. And um, and then obviously you know cut to now, now we've we've got the new one, which is like a. It's a requel because it's a reboot slash sequel. It's a sequel to the first film. So basically two, three and whatever like doesn't exist. Like it's retconned those films. Oh, it's the wow. same way that the director David Gordon Green did with the Halloween films, the last three Halloween mm -hmm. films. Like, you know, Halloween two and what so on doesn't exist. Like it goes from Halloween, Halloween twenty eighteen and you know, so on. Yeah. Um, the, the, the amount of shame involved just couldn't yeah. just couldn't keep it like yet yeah, to just completely go. Yep, sorry, those were not the movies. You know. Yeah. Do you guys not. do you guys think that uh, the newer uh, versions of like horror movies are just like let they get less and less scary? Like the more yeah. modern yeah. they get, the less scary they get because I feel like most of older horror films they are like genuinely horrific. Yeah, like the original like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, yeah. you know, and like that, those films just 
inspires so much like scary moments. Mm-hmm. Like these days, I think most most movie directors just go for the the most easiest jump scares. You know, like hands going around the door or going up out of yeah. a grate or something. Or just, Very or basic just, horror. Or just yeah. rely on like blood and gore just to kind of freak people out. And yeah. I think it's part of the reason why a lot of people like going to scare mazes because movies don't really like jump out of the screen as, as, as much as like a walking experience does, which we will oh, be talking definitely. about shortly. Yeah, I mean, so to go back to the Exorcist film, I so I walked away, you know, quite disappointed because i looked at the trailers and i thought oh okay it looks actually pretty decent and i like the director what he did with the halloween films minus halloween kills and halloween ends was okay at best um i appreciated what he was trying to do um uh, but this one i just walked away like because you because the exorcist is like it's up there with like one of the greatest horror films like ever yeah. and to make a sequel out of it it just seems like they it's very ev- evident that they have seen the original but they just don't understand what made the the original film scary because you've got a whole template based on it. Like, you know, you can watch it, you can analyze it and everything, mm. but they took it and it just, it, you were just watching it. I was never once unsettled or scared or just anything mm. about it. It's just, you know, when you did see like jump scares in the original Exorcist, like it was warranted, like because it didn't rely on noise. Like there was a bit, there's a, a might be spoiling for those two, you two that haven't seen it, but there's a nightmare sequence that uh, one of the priests is having. And then they would suddenly have flashes of the demon's face out of it. And it comes out of nowhere. And you're just like, whoa, shit. But there's no sound. It's not like a typical horror movie where it goes, bah, like that. It just mm-hmm. it just comes up. And you're like, whoa, Hitting great suspense. Yeah. And and they kind of they do <clears throat> and they do that in this new one, but they add the sound like going, <gasps> like that, and it's just like okay, all right, it's just yeah. I feel like yeah. I feel like the biggest the biggest problem with horror movies is that they don't respect the source material as much as they used to. Well, it's not just respect to the source material; they just they don't respect the audience. Like they think that you know they think like i love atmospheric horror like there's scenes mm-hmm. like and like you know the film alien where ellen ripley's got the motion tracker and the flamethrower and she's you know making sure like she's going down corridors to make sure that there's no alien and, and, and it's you don't see the alien but you hear the sound like you know going mm. off and you're mm-hmm. just like when is the alien gonna pop up and then yeah it, and that sort of thing you know really gets it to me and when filmmakers do that it just they do it so well it's a fine art to make people scared and i feel like yeah as you say like they just kind of like it's almost like it's almost like they just go one step further in the wrong direction and just think okay we need to we need to make it enough that people who are dumb in horror film situation watching that they need that 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 kind of introduction to the scare that's about to happen or to try and they they think that they think that the people are going to have their hairs on their neck stand on end like too quickly they need to go oh we need to we need to step them up every level like a few defcons before we get to the point and i was like no i think that jump scares like if you can get them perfect jump scares just no suspense to come to it just bang the moment happens that's what you get the the beating heart moment the the core scariness of a horror film and i i, I don't know I'm, I'm i'm in agreement that like films these days just do not understand how to create 
instant scare as opposed to build it because yeah you think it might be a good idea and i think it's probably just a trope of the industry now that they need to do this to kind of make people scared at the right moment but like if you create the if you create the perfect tension yeah if you create the tension you don't need the sound effects you don't need the build-up you just have the tension that's literally like you can cut it with a knife it's that like potent No, a, lot I, of, I, a lot of films are like quite predictable now, so it's hard exactly. to like genuinely get scared because you're like, oh, okay, so this is now about to happen. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I was right. I was absolutely right. I mean, like... the Invisible Man is a, is one of those movies that it's not perfect. The original source material and the original movies and stuff were much better. I've been and watched them since. But the one thing that the Invisible Man really did for me is that it. Are yes, you talking, it, so, hang on, are the you new one. I was the one from 2020. Yeah, the yeah. one thing that that movie did perfectly, I think, is not so much scare you, but leave you paranoid as fuck, which creates the 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 scary factor. Because for me, you know, a, a genuine like jump scare, like yeah, it might make me go, Ooh, but that's about it. Like my heart rate ain't jumping more than two beats a minute extra. But well, when you create that scary feeling of just like a long paranoia. That's when you're yeah. not saying that a film is scary. It's paranoia. That's the movie that puts you in shit in your dreams. It, it turns yeah. your dreams to literal pure nightmare. And that's what a director needs to do and a writer needs to do with these films. And they're not doing it as much as these other films in the day. No, well, I, I mean, I like what I liked about that new um, uh, Invisible Man uh, with Elizabeth Moss is that it's taken a, a simple concept from a woman leaving an abusive relationship and dealing with PTSD and just not knowing, you know, can she ever move forward or having that 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 sense that feeling that he's still lingering and in in this in this instance, like yeah, he's still you know harassing her and everything and that's like a woman's worst fucking nightmare is the way that the way that she escapes at the start of the film well the way she makes her escape at the start of the film like she's doing everything to be so quiet to leave the bedroom because like he's like he's he's locked onto all these things and like the way like i didn't really know what i was getting into yet in that film because like i'd only seen bits i'd not watched the trailer i just saw photos from the film like in the production etc I wanted to go in as pure as possible. I think that's one of the things that I like about movies nowadays. I enjoy a film more if I don't watch the trailer. And I think yeah. you're the same, Owen. You tend to not watch the film's trailer or any other things if you're sure about it. I mean, I do still watch trailers, but then I, I'm glad now that the past five years, they've gone a little bit better. They still give you enough to bit of a taste and what the story yeah. will be. They give you an appetizer. But they don't still don't reveal too much of it. Um, I mean, blockbusters, unfortunately, they're going to do that. They're going to cram as many trailers as much as possible. Yeah. Um, we all but... know that the Fast and the Furious movies are just going to be souped up crazy action. And like, you don't even need to watch the trailer to know what you're going to find yeah. in the film because it's just going to be tone deaf bollocks. I mean, it's, all you're just going to get is Finn Diesel to say, oh, I, I don't have friends, I have family. Family, it's all about family, together, family. Um, <laughs> That's scary as it is. Stop, stop talking about family, Vin Diesel, for fuck's sake. Yeah, it's like, uh, and, and, and every time like, you have a, like, you've got a corona, it's like, oh, fuck this. Like, it's, it's like, yeah, the action movies just make me scared that we're never going to get a good movie again. <laughs> That's more scary than a horror well, film. I mean, you, I mean, the fact that you have to wait for like a Mission Impossible or just 
whatever mm. to get finally get so and it's the same with horror like i'm i keep i kept telling people like watch talk to me and this is a good thing for me to do is now talk to me in the uk is now available on netflix yeah so i need to watch so it i'm scared to watch it though watch it too. so there's no fucking excuse for not going to see it because oh i'm, oh, I'm one of those people who will it it takes me a bit more than the normal trailer or hype around a film to go and see in the cinema because it's like these days like i don't drive so i have to plan to go with somebody to watch it i don't want to just go and watch i don't i don't tend to go and watch a film on my own because it's just not really my vibe like i i i, t- I talk that and i say i watched end game um, avengers on my own for three <laughs> hours like i felt like a bit of a dweeb doing it at first but i, I mean it was it was a good experience because i could enjoy it without having to be like worried about people around me like going, yeah fuck yeah they're doing a good shit yeah i can be i could be myself but like the the cinema experience as owen always like describes it is it is the pinnacle of like how a movie should be watched and how it should be enjoyed like christopher nolan's movies like they're a cinema experience for the for the masses well they're more of like events than anything exactly Um, yeah like oppenheimer like that still is one of my favorite films this year I mean, I mean, I mean, this it became the third highest grossing film of this year, obviously behind um, Barbie and the uh, Super Mario Bros. movie. I still and haven't that... watched Barbie yet. I still I, need to watch I it. I haven't as well. Oh, I my God. Also. Come on, I couldn't, people. I couldn't, get, I couldn't get my friend to watch it. I couldn't get my friend to go and watch it with me. And I'm like, I don't know if I really want to go and watch it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I could dressed in pink and be now. like, yeah, ready for Barbie. So We need to just do, I... just do like a secret cinema Barbie night. Hopefully that's a thing at some point. I mean, I got in, I got the film on 4K right now, so it's it's kind of funny. I look at my um my wall, my shelf with all the Blu-rays and all, everything. I eh, there, there, there. oh, there's Barbie right there. So, <laughs> have you guys heard that, there, that there's actually someone who's trying to make a Barbenheimer movie now? Yes, I've just heard it a few hours ago. And what is it? Is it like a one million dollar budget yeah, or something? It, yeah, the budget is one million dollars, and basically it's a um a Barbenheimer doll that wants to uh. Uh, destroy the uh, the human world with a nuke, basically. Oh, I my. mean, okay, <laughs> so, okay. We've had worse things. Interested. We've had worse things. Cocaine bear. Sorry, what was that? Well, cocaine bear and um, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fucking horrific. Talk about so. talk about making my, my 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 one of my favorite things as a child completely horror related, but we'll move that on. <laughs> I mean, I was watching it because obviously there was a hype. It's like, oh, they took Winnie the Pooh, but horrified it, and I'm just like, okay. I mean, anyone could do that, but whatever. So I so I kind of I saw the trailer. I'm like, it looks cheap. It looks horrible. I mm. watched the film, and I'm like, it's exactly what I thought it was gonna be. Mm. Um, it's cheap and it's shit. It's dog shit fuck that mm. movie What's and now the they're making a What's sequel the and they're making a sequel and oh, i'm just no. like fuck every single person that was like yeah really the-. i feel like Anyways. i need to be one of those gamers right now who just throws their keyboard off the table or something <laughs> 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 fuck this shit <laughs> honestly uh, I've, I've heard good things though about the new five nights at freddy's i've heard that's been actually quite a good uh, one IG, I, ign mm. always like to review the movies like in a shit way, like we all know that they gave, um, oh, was it She Hulk a nine? Oh, that's fucking ridiculous. Uh, I mean, I enjoyed She Hulk, but yeah, it's nowhere near nine for sure. So, so the, the, the funny thing is that, like, I think IGN's review of Five Nights at Freddy's was like, he's got too much lore. And I'm like, it's a fucking video game that has a backstory. If you're not making a film about the game with the backstory, 
what's the fucking point? point? It's just, it's literally just a random, like, fuck off experience. Like, at least the difference with, like, something like Cocaine Bear is that it's actually based on a true story. Well, I mean, the true story was the the, the bear uh, consumed cocaine and only lasted for about within 30 seconds. And that was it. I mean, mean, like, even the the smallest amount of, like, lore that made it something, and IGN thinks that, thinks that Five Nights at Freddy's is like, is like, not good because of that and i'm like eh, well to be to be fair i have heard like people have seen it that, that the the best that they have said that they, they said about it was like it's all right that's it the thing is though like if you're gonna have a film that's like that though it, the, i think it being all right is just fine because five nights of freddy's is it's an infamous game it's like we've all played it or watched it yeah, somebody. I was gonna say I haven't played it myself, but I know the the, the you know what what it is about is like yeah. you, you just you're basically looking at a few screens and make sure that you look at the screen that where the puppets are moving and whatever, yeah. So and in all honesty, like like I mean, I don't even know if the movie uses any like video game footage like PewDiePie or like Jacksepticeye like game jump scare like fuck you know, or Markiplier, any of the big gamers that played the games when they were launching out years ago. But I mean. I was expecting. Like, I even said it myself. Like when I first played the game with a friend, I was just like, "They're going to make a movie about this at some point." Took them about ten something years, I think, to do it. But hey, we got there. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, Here like, it was. I mean, it was Here produced. I mean, it was produced by uh, Blumhouse. Which the thing about Blumhouse is, we always joke about whenever they make a horror movie, they're going to make it dirt cheap because then when, yeah. when the box office when the box office comes in, even if it doesn't do immensely well, it still made a profit. So yeah, there ain't many um, movies now that don't make at least a tiny profit if they have a decent margin. I imagine. I mean, this is why you. I mean, talk about Saw, which they made the tenth one this year. Um, oh gosh, that's oh, why yeah. they they. That's why the Saw movies. When you watch the Saw movies, I'm like, they look cheap. Well, was because it, they were made cheap, but they made a profit. So that's why they every Halloween. But when I was growing up. You you always saw a trailer for a Saw movie and like this coming they're coming this yeah. Halloween and it's like okay another one all right okay <laughs> no surprise that's it I that's the thing I, isn't it I think I only saw um, four series so saw one two three, three and four, four yeah and I, that's it yeah I only watched up to three because I heard originally like they were gonna they were gonna only make a trilogy. Even though I thought like Lionsgate is gonna go bullshit, we're gonna make yeah. three. We're gonna keep making them as much as we can. So, <laughs> I mean, they've, years they've, later. Yeah. <laughs> they've remade they've remade the Hunger Games again recently, but I think it's not remade necessarily. It's, I think it's, it's supposed to be a continue. It's meant to be a continuation. Yeah, it's a, it's a prequel because it's like oh no, sorry, no, it's it's the, it's the origin story of Snow, isn't it? Yeah, Snow and how the yeah that. I'm, I'm you like, know what though? Like obviously we're talking Halloween stuff here, but like I have to be honest. The foot, the trailers and all the build up for the movie. We've got Peter Dinklage in there. We've got um, Viola Davis. Viola Davis. Mm. Honestly, I think it looks really good. I mean, the only thing that might turn people off is uh, what's it? Uh, Rachel Zegler that mm. has been making the rounds because you know her views on Snow White and uh, it's it is cr- cringe mm. actually. Mm. Like the fact that she goes like, yeah, like the, you know, the prince is being a stalker. Weird, weird. And it's just like, okay. Right. I think I think anybody, any any time now, I hear the word cringe because the amount of times that people use cringe now, they use it to an extent. Like no, I just cringe. Yeah. Just the word just cringes me out enough now. No, but yeah. in insistence, I was watching it. I was going like that so yeah i just it, it was quite cringeworthy um because you just kind of wanted to like gal gadot to say come in and just 
you know, because like you know, just interrupt her, you know, like um Tom Holland and all the other cast of um, the Avengers, because mm. he because he, he has a habit of spoiling things. So Benedict yeah, Cumber- yeah, yeah, yeah. So Benedict Cumberbatch would go, yeah, da, 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 like that. Hey, 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 Tom, shut the fuck up, mate. Fucking yeah. hell. I mean, the, the we we saw that thing where he like he, he held up like a script thing or something, and it said not for public you for public consumption. And ah, then he go, and then, uh, yeah, and then he was like, uh, oh. Oh no! Oh, that's just that. but, I'm, but obviously that was all scripted and whatnot. So. Yeah, you know what though? Like, if there's if there's anything to take away from modern cinema, is that uh, action movies are overdone too much now. Superhero yeah. movies done to the max. Horror movies can't seem to grasp the common there are main things that movies. make horrors good. Yeah, there are good horror movies out there. It's just not enough people are going to see those horror movies. What's that one? What's that one with the the actor that did um, the Johnny English movie? He's in the what? He, like he goes to the the family's like like he, him and the, him and the, his girlfriend are like going to get married, and like the family's like this like really sadistical family. Like they like profile him mad. I can't remember what it's called. Ah. <sighs> No idea. No. So in this the the Johnny English reborn movie, the the guy that was with um with Ronan Atkinson, I forget his name. I, I have to look. I, I mean, have, I have to look it up. Give me a I, second. I mean, I've only seen the first Johnny English, and I thought that's all right. It's I, I can do it. Yeah, it's nothing to do with the. It's nothing to do with Johnny English as much. It's this. Um, it's the it's the guy that's in it. Hang on. Let no, me I understand it. that, but I'm just like saying that like, I haven't seen. That's it. Other ones, Daniel so. uh, Kalula. Daniel Kalula. Oh, oh, what's you, the movie you, he's in? Oh, you talk, are you talking about Get Out? Yeah, Get Out. Oh, that yeah, film is incredible. That. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it won the Oscar for um, best original screenplay. Which honestly, like so. the, the poster, like just you see his eyes, just like mad open white, and you're like, fuck, this movie looks like it's going to be something else, and it is. Like just s- thinking about it. I will say though, I remember watching the trailer and I was wasn't quite sold on it, but I was like, you know what? It's Jordan Peele going from comedy to horror, so I was like, you know mm. what? I'll, I'll get it a chance. And I was watching it and I'm like, this is so good. Like, the, the, there's not many movies that I can say at least count on my hand that like really like kind of just grip you. Like there's the obviously there's a build up like every film and like you have to respect the build-up to get... Basically, you have to eat your potatoes and your veg before you get to the real meat like of the whole okay. film. But it really does hit home, it does. It's, well, it's, it's fucking it's, mad. It's really smart, too. Like it deals It's with, very smart. It deals with like racism in America. Mm. And it's just like... it. Basically, I remember watching it because I follow a podcast that's mostly African-American, and they were reviewing the, the film. And basically, they all said, like, every time I go to a party full of white people, I feel like I'm going to get sacrificed. Like, it's... it's <laughs> It's, it's that a, it's, it's a proper sadistical movie. Mm. It's that fear, like I mean, they obviously they're joking, but they always go like, "Okay, where where am I? Where, where's my cue to get like, <laughs> you know?" And um, but it's it's so it's very well it's so well written, and I'm so glad that Jordan Peele has made you know is continuing to make you know create great horror films. I mean, I know you did enjoy uh, Nope uh, from last year. Mm. Um, uh, which I which I did. I fully enjoyed it. But that's the thing. Like he, he gets to create and you know kind of kind of experiment with all these things. And we mm. we need we need more of that to be honest. Like get filmmakers so to to, yeah. to be more ex- experimental. 
I think I, I, lo- like, I like that a lot. Yeah, a lot of films um, have kind of very similar base story now as well, which obviously it's very gets safe. To, yeah. yeah, yeah, it gets to the point where you're just like bored of watching the same story over again. Like it's a different film, but it just oh, that rings a bell. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. It's the same with watching The Exorcist Believer. It's it felt very safe, and it was just like a because Universal bought the rights to The Exorcist for I think it was like forty or four hundred million dollars or something like that. Wow. So they're making it. So they make they're making a trilogy out of this. So the next one is The Exorcist Deceiver, and that's not going to come out till twenty twenty five. And wow. then when, whenever whatever the title for the third one is going to be, um, I. I hope that I after that I was like you know what I I I'm more I'm still probably going to be in a fucking idiot and still go see it um but just to prove a point <laughs> you know just to say I've seen thing, it yeah, yeah. yeah. I th- I think I, I would like it like tell me if uh, if this isn't this is just a me thing but I'd like a film where like it's it's completely misadvertised to you like it's like it's it, they say it's a comedy film and when you go and see it it's the complete opposite it goes from comedy to outright horror and like it's like it's almost like Imagine. going in a scare maze you're not sure what you're expecting when you go in Tell yeah. you what, there have been instances not quite the same as that or so, but then there were kids like they were going to see, I don't know what it was, like Super Mario Bros. or some kids movie, mm. and they projected the trailer for like The Exorcist or some <laughs> old movie. It's been happening. And it happens. It's happened more than one occasion. Where, oh, so know, like when they the, the movie pro uh, like the the movies that will be related to the certification. Or I think that has happened one time where they the kids were supposed to watch something and they were showing something completely like <gasps> like eighteen certificate or something like that. And obviously they stopped and they're within five minutes. Like right, this is not the right movie. Like so. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, how did you get past the first minute without realizing it was the wrong film? <laughs> well, not even that. You you see that you see the people. You see the BFC saying the title, the certificate, and why it's whatever it is. So mm. how did you? Anyways, I don't know, but oh god, I would have loved to see that. Just be like, mum's going, say what? Because <laughs> to be fair, like one of my favorite, I think one of my favorite things, like I knew it, obviously it was horror when go, you go, well, it's 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 uh, psychological, but like um, dark, uh, was it black uh, black mirror Bandersnatch? Like that was a very interesting okay. Netflix experience. Like for those who don't know what that is, it's basically it took the the whole uh, Black Mirror kind of experience of what made it such a shockingly gruesome in times and also very close to future realism. Um, and I mean, the, Char- is it Charlie? What's his name? Charlie something who made it? I forget the guy's name. Oh, uh, Charlie Brooker. Charlie Brooker, yeah. And like. <laughs> I, I, when I first heard they were doing this interactive experience on Netflix where you basically navigated through the journey as it was basically it's like watching watching and playing at the same time it's like you you feel like you're not just sitting there with your popcorn you're there as part of the experience and it it the more you made your own decisions about what would happen next the more it just fucked you up like as you got through mm-hmm. the experience and because of that the replayability and the watchability was just like I played it through probably about four or five times. And like, I still to this day think that that was one of the best things that you could do on Netflix. Like, don't get me wrong. Netflix tries everything. They throw the book at the wall. They try everything. But like, Mm -hmm. 
there's not many experiences like that that can really like right now i'm f- just thinking about it again it's giving me that that spine chilling cold feeling on my arms that you get when you go and watch a horror film for the first time that really knows how to push all the right buttons to scare the fuck out of you bandersnatch really did fuck with me a bit I mean, I, I knew I was fine. I knew it, I wasn't just sitting in an experience that I couldn't just escape immediately. Like, at the cinema, you could get up and leave, but who yeah. does that? You know, you just go, oh, no more, thank you, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> just switch off, goodbye. <laughs> you know, but, like, yeah, Bandersnatch, like, I think is, like, that level of ability that you don't get unless you go to, like, a Fright Nights event, you know, at, like, Fort Park in the UK or, like, Universal Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just for me, like, I don't know about what you think, uh, Yulito, because obviously we talked about it in the previous episode or whatever it is. But with horror, like for I tell people, it's like it's it's in a very emotional sensation where you yeah. you're getting you're having the tension that when it happens, like you, you just let it out. It's just it's very for me, it's kind of like similar to like sex in this in a very weird sense that you kind of build it yeah. up and everything. And then obviously and. You know, it's it's that's it's and obviously it's the same thing. Getting excited for something or the anticipation of something. Yeah, yeah it's that, it's, that, all, it's all of those body chemicals, just like just like ramping up for the moment. Yeah, I feel and, like it's also the unknown because you when you don't know what to expect and the tension is building up, it's giving you those like weird sensations inside of you. Like, okay, what's going to happen next? Because like when we're nervous yeah. or like or, or like like yeah. really worried for something, like you get the butterflies feeling. But like when you're scared yeah. for something, and your you muscles feel, tense up, yeah, you feel you feel yeah. like you've you feel like you've got like this like shimmering cold feeling, literally mm-hmm. just going around you like a feeling of dread. Like when you think of that sensation, like right now I'm talking about it and I'm feeling that sensation because I know exactly how to picture it like a snapshot like i can go back to whenever that moment happened and just feel it and that's yeah one of those things that makes horror really good when it's done really well yeah yeah i mean it just makes a lasting um you know impression on you and it's like dealing with themes of uh, like fear of the unknown or you know fear of within you know like you know back in the 70s there was a lot you know you had, you had demon possession you had you know poltergeist you had the amityville horror where you know your husband is slowly getting possessed or getting t- turning crazy or the shining or whatever oh god the shining man and you know and obviously you got like very outlandish things like you know you got your zombies you got your uh, michael myers jason Voorhees, freddy krueger and frankenstein yeah dealing with nightmares and you know you got alien bursting out of your fucking chest and everything oh god yeah yeah so you got like people when they used when they were like having coughs or having you know chest like infections coughing up blood and shit yeah you know they thinking like oh jesus like is this gonna happen no so um I've got a question to pose to both of you because obviously we're, we're conscious of time here. Um, mm-hmm. What movie... So this is like a split question. So what move, What horror movie is your favourite? And what horror movie brought you to horror movies and kept you there? Oh, oh God. Okay. God, so, you, so you go first because I want to hear it. I'm really excited to know this. I think for me memorable horror movie would be probably Conjuring the, the Conjuring is that how you pronounce it I think the Conjuring yeah yeah um and reason being is um I went this was actually the first horror movie that I went to the cinema to Ooh, so shit. it's a little bit yeah. so obviously the experience was a little bit different rather than watching it you know on your sofa at home um, and that, as, you, as we said previously, there was no escape, so I had to go through the whole movie. Uh, 
But my uncle, because he loves horror movies, was just next to me sleeping because it was too boring for him. Wow. So, so yeah, but hilarious. I was just there, like, you know, shit in my pants. Like, no, no, I don't think You're I just can. You're getting that, that cold, shivering feeling, like, like, like dusk is moving and over you. And he's there next to me sleeping, right? So. <laughs> oh, this, yeah. I'd say, like, like, have you seen quite a lot of horror films since that time? Since that time, not really, just because I don't really tend to watch a lot now, lack of time, you know? But in the past, I did used to, with the same uncle, I did used to watch a lot of horror movies. Um, so, surprisingly, when I was little, I was like, possibly, I don't know, seven, eight, I could watch any horror movie with my uncle. Like, we used to spend loads of hours just watching horror movies one after another um and they didn't bother me now i'm shitting my pants it's almost like your like your your granddad was like your uh, like your amulet yeah pretty much yeah it helps you stop feeling the fear yeah well maybe or maybe it's just the fact that we did do quite good a job because you're now scared shitless (laughs) 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 fuck Fucked it! <laughs> fucked it! No! 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 Just call me, what, what? What? What did you do? Like what? Did... <laughs> I feel like I feel like we like. There's some things in life that you can just untrain without thinking about it. Yeah. I guess so. Mm. For me personally, I I think I'd probably watched a lot of horror films before this, but I just I don't know. I feel like I've got like a blank memory for some of these things. But one of my first movies that I watched it like, I mean, I I wouldn't call it. I call it quite tame for horror these days because it really is. But the very first Resident Evil film really like set a bit of a, a bit of nightmare fuel in me a little bit because it was the first zombie film I'd watched. It was the first film that really kind of like cemented all this could probably happen, even though I know it probably couldn't. And like, I go back and watch it now. Like, it's like, you know, I can sit there just eating popcorn. I'm like, yeah, I know this bit's coming. This bit's coming, but I fucking love it still. Like it's not nightmare fuel for me anymore, but like, just the build up of the the so I don't know if you have watched the um, Resident Evil films. Um, you did have you at all? No, no, I so, so so to set the premise a bit, you're not missing much. <laughs> you're not missing much. <laughs> but the, the, I mean, the source materials from all the video games, you know, Resident Evil Four, those games, the big ones that have been out on the, you probably seen like stuff at least around on the internet about them. But like mm. the the premise of the movie is that like this underground scientific laboratory, part of a company called Umbrella. They basically are working on different like uh, experiments. One of them is they were, called the T Virus. They were originally making, yeah, they were originally making like ph- ph- pharmaceutical like companies. Like you know, the the, the city of Raccoon City were yeah. basically relying on them to make like you know, like you know, um, uh, like medicine and all this and that. Mm-hmm. And then they and then this one guy uh, decided to uh, you know make a bioweapon for the military because mm. effectively okay. the the founder of umbrella was always very interested in um in experimentational um like experiments like uh so their profits obviously they their profits on the seams look like it was you know pharmaceuticals um yeah. you know drugs to save your life and stuff but then their biggest profits as they always say in, like the intro to the films is uh viral weaponry bio warfare like creating mm-hmm. just despicable things like they're one of the biggest things from the films um and the games is called the lickers and they're this creature that basically has the t-virus injected into living tissue human tissue and it contracts and basically the skin kind of like just falls off 
completely over a few days. Oh, no. Yeah, like the, the brain is exposed. Like, they oh my god! Yeah, they, they can't see. They can, they can only hear by sound. And, they they uh, hear by sound and, and smell traces. And when they when they get access to blood, they contract and they mutate into a more predator alien like form. It's insane. Like I, re- I recommend the Resident Evil films because they are a bit comedic and comedy to the extent yeah. as they go further along. Like the first two films are probably you could probably get away with being not as comical, but the more yeah. they went, they got more comical. Like Afterlife is one of my <laughs> one, one of my least favorite ones, but like genuinely, they are some of the best kind of films that kind of link with the games in a way that. I think other films just don't. Like, I mean, the new Resident Evil, Ra- Welcome to Raccoon City, don't watch that. Oh, that don't even the, touch that. That was that's, a big dog. Yeah, that was a big low shit. That's the so. furthest away from Nightmare Fuel. That's more like, more like, oh, for fuck's sake, why did I do that fuel? I mean, I was, I mean, I was bored. At, like, I mean, most of the Resident Evil films, I was like pretty much bored. I'm just I spent money there. renting that film, and me and my my long term fr- long term friend Krishna um, watched Resident Evil for many years and played games for many years, and we both agreed how much shit we were putting ourselves through watching that film. And we, the more we went through the film, the more we were just like, should we turn this off? But we're like, no, we pay for it. We should see it through. And we got to the end. It was like, <laughs> legitimately, I'm sure you said the same thing to me. I mean, like, you got to the end, you like. Is that it? What the fuck? No, I mean, I was very aware that there was multiple games and this and that, so I knew that they were going to make it open-ended for a sequel, whether it was going to be Well, I mean, even even that, though, like, I, I feel like we got to the film's end and, like, we thought, okay, this doesn't feel like it should end now. What's going on? And I think the bit that made it the weirdest part is that, like, they were trying to go, like, really authentic with the games. They made it more closer to the same time of the films. So the games the games times, like, in the early 90s, late 90s. And I think that just didn't work, honestly. They they weren't as faithful as people want, was expecting them to be. Like, they were hyping it up pretty hard. And I think I just, I just, I went back to watching the original Resident Evil films and playing the games just like I always do. And I just think, mm. like, even the, even the animated cartoons they do are so much better. And they're like, like, then the, the production value on those are just so much different compared to the this one fuck up of a film. Like, it's, 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 it's documented pretty well that Resident Evil has a very difficult history in making media that isn't games great. It's yeah. it's something that we it's yeah. it's a point of contention for both me and Owen quite a lot in these episodes that we've spoken about. People know it. People know it. Yeah, that's mm. it. I mean, for me, uh, I mean, I got two films which are for different reasons that started me for like horror is like so the one when I was a little kid that kind of got me into horror that I was kind of fascinated but still 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 scared was Jaws. And... You know what? That came up at the fireworks in that because um, I went to watch fireworks last night and they had the like hundred years since the uh, the Hollywood sign or something and they had Jaws and I didn't realize it. They started the they did the whole Jaws theme and I didn't realize it was Jaws until about probably a quarter way through the song. Like, oh no, it's it's so iconic. Like I mean, John Williams, like he's he composed like so many iconic themes, and that is one of them. It's like dun, 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 like that. Yeah, and everyone knows um, that bit. But like the the build up to the from the original song, like it 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 it's almost like infamous in a way. Yeah, yeah I mean the the great thing about that film is just the fact that I mean behind the scenes, like because the shark, the, uh, it was a mechanical shark, it kept breaking down. So they were trying to figure out as they were making the film. So basically Spielberg was like, well, shit, like you know, I have to, I have to keep shooting. I can't just stall production. So I'm like, so how am I going to do it? Oh, okay. So he found really creative ways to sh- like have the shark in the scene without showing the shark. 
Is that mm. like, it, that's why we always see the shark thing going like that. It's well, you just see like the fin, or you know, if it's got attached like to a bowel or something, and like it's just it was so creative. And when you watch it, it is done so really, really well. And it's mm. stuff like that when when they get really creative to really still be able to scare you on these yeah. little things. When you're um, when you're face up against the wall with limited options, like same with the Jurassic Park original films. So those yeah. things like being basically forced into a creative corner effective effectively and the second film that kind of really got to get into horror even though again skit still scared me shitless was um uh an american werewolf in london and oh okay i've heard of that one uh, i've watched it though never watched gr- it yeah it's a great werewolf film i mean when i tell people like if they want to get into like movie makeup or spe- especially special effects makeup like making monsters and whatnot you know the guy uh rick baker he's the one who really kind of he was basically that film was the, the reason why the the category for the oscars best makeup was created and okay. it was when you watch it, like the werewolf transformation scene. I mean, you some people might see it as a bit slightly dated. I don't personally think so. I still think that it's still so really well done. And um, it's just when you watch it, like it's like when you watch like CGI transformation scenes. Like it just doesn't have to hold it up as the same way as like practical effects. And yeah, yeah. And that's the reason why it just held on like a lasting impact. Like I think it's one of the, like, a great black comedy horror film that it's just it's got something like it's tongue in cheek, but it's still horrific when it comes to it. And mm. it's just it's great. Like like I said, like if you're like when when I hear people like really want to go into you know special effects makeup, and I'm like I always say watch um, America World for London. It's such a great piece of work. So. Yeah. I'll need to watch it. I'll definitely need to watch it. Do you know what? I think I think when we meet up, guys, like we never mind just going out for a good laugh and doing stuff in Birmingham. We need a horror night. Just watch horror films. We need Owen to curate a hey, great list I, for us. I know. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I got I got uh, like a huge list on my wall here. Like I can just bring it over. Like one of the great films was called Raw, which is basically about uh, a French horror film, which is basically a. Um, a uh a, a student that goes to university or college like wants to be a veterinarian and she's a vegan but then in the right of passage uh because uh, every other student has to do it like you know like um sororities or fraternities like they have to do a right passage and all that shit it's mm. sort of like that so they get you know they get woken up really early in the morning they get spilled animal blood and then you have to oh. eat like an animal part but then suddenly and this is where I, I was watching the trailer going oh okay she then starts to get into cannibalism so, oh my god so that's a turn and that's such a turn, that's a turn and, to take. and it's and it's 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 one of my absolute favorite horror films i was watching it and it's like it's got to do with female hormones like it's just changing it's just thinking about the female body so i think yolita i think this will be something that will be like something that you may be interested in and it's fairly short it's about an hour and a half or an hour and 45 minutes you know what? i can every do that typical, i can do that every typical <laughs> horror movie is around 90 minutes am i wrong i mean another mm. one is it's um say maud which is about an hour and 25 minutes which you can watch on amazon prime so that's another win that you have no excuse to say so <laughs> yeah um definitely but yeah but there's there's plenty of horror films that i don't I, it's a shame that not a lot of people you know realize they're out there so thanks to me i can tell you to go go watch it so oh yeah i've got the perfect man i've got the perfect guide to horror here and now (laughs) 
but yeah, I say, sure. I think it's a it's a very under underappreciated. I mean, it's 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 weird. It's like it's a mix of overappreciated to an underappreciated genre. Like mm. not, it's it's not giving at least the, the credit that it deserves. So exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, definitely something to explore doing something like that, guys. Definitely do like a horror night where we we get like some good movies in, or do like a horror day. That'd be good fun. Sounds always love doing stuff like that you know like everyone loves doing secret cinema nowadays it's that same yeah. sort of like like get the theming in get get the you know the food in etc it's it's a great thing i like the idea of it and i've not done something like that for years so definitely yeah. something for the for the future books but 100%. as always everything has to come to an end this has been a lovely episode it's been a very woo, spooky episode talking about horror Ooh. and you know bringing together the forces of two new podcasts on the scene well not completely new with our one what topic but yeah too crazy <laughs> always bringing in we're bringing in bringing dr- drunk episode for the second one. if you haven't gone and seen that yet or even listened to you two crazy to. podcasts make sure you go and check out two crazy podcasts on instagram of course check out what topic podcast on instagram uh you can always find links to that in either of the podcasts episode show notes um you can find me on on Instagram at Mr. Josh Deakin. You can find Yulita at Yulita uh, Dunda, D U N D A. Yeah, and <laughs> Owen at at Owen dot Burkett. I because I when I started Instagram, it was Owen Burkett without a dot. So I I always stumble like oh Owen dot Burkett. So I always mix it up there. <laughs> well, there you go. So thank you very Mason. much for joining us. Thanks thank very much so for supporting much. as always. And thanks guys for coming together for a good episode. Five days late, we know, we know, thank but we did you. it. We Tick. did it. Yay! <laughs> and keep being spooky. <laughs> See you later, guys. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye.